What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Success Academy podcast. Today, I have with me Evan Carmichael. He basically, what he does is he takes content and basically DJs it, and he's providing a lot of value to entrepreneurs around the world. He has one of the biggest YouTube channels for entrepreneurs, teaching them how they can start their own businesses and ultimately get the most out of entrepreneurship and life in general. So welcome to the show, Evan. Thanks for love, Tegan. Good to be here, man. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to do this episode of the podcast. So to start out with, why don't you just kind of share a bit more of who you are and what you do and kind of how you got started in this entrepreneurial space? Uh, I think I'm best known for my, either my YouTube channel. We've got 1.6 million subscribers or the two books that I've written. I got started because I was an entrepreneur myself and struggled and sucked and uh, hated my life and uh, decided after I had some success that I wanted to help other people who were going through the same issues build better businesses. Yeah, definitely. I think it's super awesome what you're up to for sure. And I mean, to get right into it, I feel like I wanted to ask you because I know you've done so many different pieces of content and you've sort of combined a lot of the knowledge of a lot of people that are doing big things in the entrepreneurial space. And so you've put out a lot of content and I'm just curious because you do your top 10 videos and things like that. But if you had to narrow it down to like one key thing that you've learned from all of the content that you've put out and from all of the sort of content that you've consumed, what would that one key thing be? Uh, I would, I always come down to believe. I mean, that's my one word that's at the core of all the content that I do. The people who've had success believe in their abilities to go off and create something different. And I think there are a million reasons why you won't win. Whatever your goal is to be, if somebody wants to be a TED speaker, they want to be a podcaster, like whatever your goal is, there's a million reasons why it won't work. And there's eight why it can. And yeah. the people who win focus on those eight reasons why it can instead of the million why it won't. Yeah, definitely. And like, I mean, also in terms of that expanding, expanding on that, I literally just did a speaking gig where I was talking about part of the thing that I talked about is how um, you should shift your mindset instead of saying, I can't ask, how can I? So that's kind of like what you're saying there is like a lot of people immediately when they say they can't, then that co- cuts off all the possibilities of ever being able to do it. And their brain kind of stops thinking. So you have to always, like you said, believe. So, so yeah, that's definitely a powerful thing for sure. Um, but yeah. And also like in terms of that, you said that's your one word. And then you also wrote your book around um, called your one word, I believe. Right. So why don't you talk a bit about that and what sort of the idea behind that is? Yeah, the idea is everybody has a single most important core value. And when you understand what that is, it allows you to build a life. And for the entrepreneurs out there, a business that uh, that is really meaningful to you. I think everybody has another gear in them. I think a lot of people walk around feeling like they're capable of more, but they don't know how to access that next level. And it starts with self-awareness for me. When you understand what your most important core value is, your one word, then you care less about what other people think about you. You're standing on a rock where most people are standing on quicksand and and have uncertainty over what they should be doing in life. And so I think it's a useful exercise for anybody to go through uh, just as a human being, but as an entrepreneur. So for example, mine is believe. It, It allows me to attract a team that believes the same thing I believe. It allows me to attract the fan base to build content. Uh, I have all sorts of different content on the channel, but it's always positive. It's always in the, the, the frame of believe. And so when you understand what your one word is, it just allows you to go so much faster uh, and further at the same time. Yeah, I definitely agree with that for sure. And I mean, in terms of this, I feel like a lot of people kind of are stretched too thin where there's like so many different things. So what are your, what's your advice sort of for people to really be able to get clear and figure out what that one word is for them and to be able to actually go all in on that kind of thing? 
Well, it starts with understanding who you are. And, and uh, the exercise I go through in the book is one, thinking about all the things that have made you come alive in the past. So, you know, what's your favorite book? What's your favorite movie? What did you love about your parents? Who was your favorite teacher? Of the hundreds of teachers that you've had in your life, why did Mr. Jones from grade six stand out? It wasn't because yeah. he taught you math. Like there's something about him that was meaningful. And so if you look at all the things that have made you come alive and, and be happy in the past, there's a through line to it. There's a, there's a common theme. Like between Mr. Smith and your favorite movie and what you love about your parents, like there's a common theme between that. And when you identify what that is, it then allows you to go off and bring more of that into your life with purpose instead of hopefully accidentally having the right people come into your life. Yeah, wow, definitely. And like, I feel like definitely that's definitely key, developing that one key word and like knowing where you're going. And then another part that gets into the play with that is also like expanding on that just in general. You have to develop the right mindset as an entrepreneur. So what are sort of your tips on how people can really develop the right mindset in order to succeed? I think the environment becomes a big, big deal. Uh, I think a lot of people are hanging around negative people. You're hanging around people who tell you that you can't, to your point about your speech. You know, you're saying that you can't instead of you can't, or how, how can I? A lot of the people around you are saying the same thing. Your parents might be saying, well, you can't do that. Uh, you know, understand that your parents grew up in a different world. You know, your parents are pilgrims compared to what, what you can do now. The idea of making a business from a cell phone is ridiculous to your parents and, and it is ridiculous it's crazy that you can do that uh but so hanging around people who come from a different world or have a different uh mindset it, it's easy to get infected with that and so you need to guard against it you need to fill your head first off limit exposure limit access to your friends who are hating what you're doing like maybe you shouldn't be their friends anymore if your parents are hating what you're doing maybe you don't cut your parents out of your life but you limit exposure or you don't talk about your ambitions with them because you know you're just going to get crapped on uh, and then once you've cut out a lot of the negativity, you've got a void. So what do you fill the void with? Well, some positivity. So whatever the thing is that gets you in the right frame of mind, maybe it's listen to the Success Academy podcast, right? Like if, <laughs> if this is the thing that gets you feeling amazing, then, then listen to Tegan's episodes, right? If it's watching videos, if it's reading books, listen to other podcasts, like whatever the thing is that puts you in the right frame of mind, even though the people around you are negative, uh, that's what you want to have more exposure to and make it consistent. Because I think most people wake up like an accident. Most people don't have a routine that, that sets them up for success. Um, they just kind of fall into their day. And I don't think that's a fantastic way to start. Like start your day with the thing that helps put you in the right mindset. Yeah, that's definitely super true. Because you definitely have to live like proactively rather than reactively. Like not just waking up and checking your phone, which is what a lot of people do. You have to actually design your life and like, proactively design how you want that day to go for sure. And I mean, expanding on what you were saying about that routine, why don't you kind of share a bit of kind of what you do every morning, whether you have a morning routine or whatever you do just in general every day to sort of set yourself up for success. Well, the thing, I have a short routine and a long routine, depending on if I'm traveling, if I'm home, if I have enough time or not. The short routine is, takes me five minutes, is just I, I get inspired by something, either by watching a video or by reading a book, uh, or I think about a conversation. Like maybe the conversation with you today inspires my, my morning tomorrow. I think back to the day that was yesterday and somebody that I met and a message that I want to have. And then I share it. For me, I wake up like everybody else. I wake up, I'm tired. I have lines on my face from the pillow. You know, it might be some drool on the pillow. Like I wake up like everybody else. How do I get into a mindset of being able to be courageous and productive? I have to consume something or think of something and then I need to share it. For me, the sharing is really important. So I'll usually go on Instagram and make a quick 
15 second video sharing something. And that sets me up. That's my, that's my short version. The longer one will include a workout and some breathing exercises and some stretching. Uh, but if I don't have time to do that because I'm traveling or something else and, and that short one every day, I think though, what most people do is they wake up and they hit the snooze button. Like that's how most people start their day. And I think that's, that's disastrous. I think, why is that so bad? Well, because you, the night before said, I have a goal tomorrow that I'm going to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning. And then the very first thing that you do is you hit the snooze button and you say, it's okay not to hit my goal. Like yeah. the first way that you start your day every day is saying, I am not going to hit my goal and that's okay. Like it's really hard to go off and have a massively productive day where every day the first thing you do is say, I'm not going to hit my goal. Uh, and so it starts with just like getting up when you say you're going to get up. You know, that's, a, that's basic, but, but that starts building your self-respect. Every time you hit the snooze button and you cheat yourself on the goals, you are losing respect for yourself. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely so true because, I mean, like a lot of people think like it doesn't really matter just these sort of small goals or even if they aren't even really a goal, but just these small commitments like you said. But like honestly, when you're, when you're doing that, like you said, then that just like you have to be doing that because then that kind of builds up momentum for the rest of the day. And that's also like um, William McRaven, he wrote the book Make Your Bed and that's kind of similar to that idea where like even just the simple things like making your bed, that kind of sets you up for long-term success because he says that if you aren't able to do the little things right, you aren't ever going to be able to do the big things right. So that's definitely powerful as well, for sure. Yeah, you're not going to go into the gym and lift a 1,000 pounds if you don't know how to lift five pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so you're building the muscles. You have to build the muscles. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely a super good analogy for sure. Um, yeah, so I mean like, you definitely have to like, as we're talking about developing the right mindset and then setting yourself up for success, but then there's inevitably going to be those setbacks along the way, especially like as an entrepreneur. So in terms of that, how, what are sort of some examples of ways that you may have had setbacks and then how did you sort of turn those short-term setbacks into long-term successes? So I go in expecting to suck at everything. <laughs> you know, like the first speech that you gave probably sucked compared to what you can do now. Yeah. You know, and what you can do now sucks compared to where you're going to be in the decade. Yeah. That's okay. Like I expect to suck at the start of everything. And so I don't tie my self-worth to the results. I think when you can learn to tie your self-worth to the effort that you put in, like the preparation that you did for this speech that you gave today, was it spectacular? Can you be proud of the effort that you put in to prepare, regardless of if the speech was great or not? Did you put yeah. in the effort? And, and I think if you tie your respect to the effort that you put in the evening, uh, eventually you will get the results. Eventually you will get the wins. But if you, if you are tying your respect to the results of how many likes you get, or if you get another paid gig or how many clients you got today, um, then, then you're going to lose because you will suck at the beginning. Um, yeah. and so I don't, I don't have many massive failures because even though I didn't get the results, I'm proud of the effort that I put in. And as long as I can say I'm proud of the effort I put in, then I win. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, there's no point worrying about how good it's going to end up as long as you do your best. Cause like you can't necessarily control that. All you can control is the effort that's going to make it probably end up good. But it's like you said, you don't necessarily expect that you just understand that you're going to do your best and you're going to put in the work and eventually that's going to pay off in the long run for sure. And yeah, I mean, it's like you basically have to have kind of that long-term focus instead of just like a lot of people are kind of in it for like these short-term wins rather than actually long-term success. You definitely have to be like, have that long mindset for like looking to the future and building up to those future successes for sure. Well, this is why you have to enjoy what you're actually doing. Like yeah. you, you better enjoy doing interviews if you're going to launch a podcast. 
Yeah. If you don't enjoy doing interviews, your, your podcast is going to fail. It's just, it won't work if you yeah. don't enjoy the process. And so I'm reminded of Martin Luther King who, who, when he won his Nobel Peace Prize, he was invited to Europe and, you know, meeting all the kings and queens and all the royalty and all the, all the higher ups from around the world. And he said, I'm on a glorious mountaintop. It's amazing to be here. I'm on the mountaintop, but the valley calls to me. It's like he wants to get back in on the streets and being spat on and doing the work because yeah. he loves doing the work. Like I love my YouTube channel is successful because I love making videos about hitting 2 million subscribers or 10 million subscribers. I love doing the videos. And so if you find the thing where you enjoy the work, not just the results, then you don't care about it being a long-term thing or not. Like for you being a speaker, if you enjoy being on stage and speaking, you will crush it eventually as a speaker. Yeah. It's not about like, do you get a $100,000 speaking gig tomorrow or in a year or the year after? It's like you love being on stage. And if you do that, you will, you will crush it. Definitely. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you definitely have to have that mindset going into it. And if you don't, if you are just in it for those quick wins, then you aren't going to succeed. But if you're in it for not the quick wins, you're in it for actually the long term thing, then you're going to get the quick wins or not necessarily the quick wins, but you're going to win as a byproduct of actually genuinely loving the journey. Then that's when you're going to actually get the success in the long run for sure. And also like I was talking to someone else on this podcast and they were kind of saying how like, I mean, if you aren't happy where you are now, then you aren't going to be happy when you're successful because success isn't what brings happiness. And you can't think like, oh, well, I'm just going to postpone my happiness for until I get successful. You have to actually enjoy the journey of working towards getting successful because if you aren't happy in the journey, you aren't going to be happy in the success either. So, yeah. Winning is the process. Winning is the process. If yeah. you're doing the process that you love doing, you are winning. For sure. That's definitely so true. And I mean, in terms that you also said how like, I mean, your process, something that you spend a lot of time on and something that like you're super passionate about is creating those videos. So I definitely like to talk a bit more about that. And why don't you just kind of um, let us like sort of fill us in on how that whole thing came about. Well, you already kind of mentioned on that, but like, how did you really get started on YouTube and why YouTube? And then how were you able to really grow that to impact a lot more people kind of thing? I got started because uh, two things. One, I had sold my business and I got asked a bunch of questions, which is super humbling that people wouldn't want my opinion on anything. And instead of writing an email response, it might take me 30, 40 minutes. I thought, hey, what if I make a video? I can make a response there and then that person can learn as well as anybody else who has that problem. It yeah. was never intended to be YouTube famous. Uh, so is that plus I love learning from successful people. I love modeling success. Bill Gates saved my company, even though I've never met him because I modeled his strategies and yeah. I wanted a visual way to learn because I'm a visual guy. You know, a podcast is actually the worst for me because I'm auditory is the slowest way for me to learn. So <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted a visual medium and I would sit there and watch videos of take someone like Elon Musk and it might take, you know, hours and hours and hours of interviews and footage to finally get like 20 minutes of really good material. One, because Elon Musk isn't great at telling his story. And two, because he gets asked a lot of questions that I don't care about. You know, what, yeah. what Tesla's stock price is right now doesn't impact me. Uh, and so I said, wow, I wish somebody had kind of put all those, put the best 20 minutes of nuggets from the five hours of, of footage together. And, you know, true entrepreneur, nobody had done that. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to solve my own problem. I wanted to be around massively successful people. And so I decided that I would pull together all those clips and put them together. And um, that's what I do on my YouTube channel. Yeah, definitely. And I really like, like I've watched a lot of your videos and it's super awesome. Like the way you put together the content. Cause yeah, like you said, I mean, 
you don't have to watch these super long things. You can just find the stuff that's actually going to provide you value. And it's like packaged in just such a good way. So it's like, you can learn a lot in those 20 minutes and like not waste a bunch of time, but still get the value and the knowledge from it for sure. What's, yeah, what's your I, favorite video on the channel? Um, that's tough. I mean, there's a lot, but probably I think you did one where it was, um, it was just like your top 10 of all time of like, like instead of, cause you, you do like my favorite are just like the top tens that you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but out of the top tens, you did one that was like, the top 10 of all time. Whereas normally you do like top 10 of like Bill Gates, top 10 of so-and-so, but I really yeah. like the one that you did of just the top 10 of like all time. There's definitely a lot of value in there for sure. Okay, cool. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, definitely to the listeners, definitely after this episode, definitely go check out your videos for sure. But yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I, I always wondered, like, I'm curious, how long does that kind of take you to put together so much like to really package the content in such an effective way and to really find all that and then edit it all together. Like how long does that process kind of take you? Well, it's a team effort now. I mean, we've got 20 something people on the team now. Um, so it's not just me doing everything myself and, and I still touch every video. I still watch every video. I'm still involved, but I have a team. I have a guy whose full-time job is finding clips. And then I have yeah. two full-time editors and that's all they're doing is editing the stuff together. Um, so each individual video, I have no idea. And there's still some videos that we redo and redo and redo. It's like, no, it's not good enough yet. No, like point number eight isn't good enough. We need to add, we need to switch, we need to change. Um, so at the beginning I did everything myself and I was making one video a week. And my immediate goal was how do I get an editor because I don't like the editing process. I don't want to be the world's best editor. So I need to hire somebody to do that. And when I hired my editor, that allowed me to move from one video a week to one video a day. And then we went to twice a day and now we do three videos a day. Um, but so it's definitely a team effort. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's definitely like a key lesson to listeners as well, because I mean, you are going to have to start out and like do it yourself and kind of do the unscalable at the start to be able to eventually scale. But then it gets to the point where you definitely do have to kind of automate where you can delegate where you can those kind of key things to be able to allow time for you to do the things that like really get the most results i guess so that's definitely a good lesson as well for sure um but yeah and like i mean i'm definitely cu curious because i feel like as you were saying like you look to the marketplace and there wasn't really anyone doing this there wasn't really anyone that was just kind of djing the best content and packaging it together in a way like you do now so i feel like that's definitely a key thing is to find places into the market where, um, you know, where there's like the demand for it, but not really the supply for it. So in terms of that, what would be your advice looking to the future in ways that people can really catch future trends and what kind of trends do you see emerging for people to really capitalize on things like this? Well, one, whenever you scratch your own itch, that's always a great place to start. So I wanted it for myself. I didn't want to create the channel. I wish you did. Like if you created the channel, I'd love to just be a consumer and not have to do all the work. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't want to do it, but since nobody did, I made it for myself selfishly and thankfully other people liked it too. But even if, if nobody liked it, if everybody hated my videos, I would still do them for myself. They wouldn't be all polished and fancy and I, I wouldn't need like great editors, but I would still have my guy doing the research because I, I still want it for myself. I still watch my videos. And so scratching your own itch, feeling a need for yourself and then sharing it because other people have that same problem is always a great place to start. And then second, re remember that there's always room for quality at the top. 
no matter what industry you get into, you might say, well, it's saturated. Being a speaker is saturated. Being a YouTuber is saturated. Get on Instagram, there's so many people. I love going into saturated markets because there's always room for quality. No matter how great speakers are, no matter how many speakers there are around the world, if, if Tegan Adams goes in and is fire, he's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> There's always room for quality at the top. You just have to make it better. I would rather go into something established and make it better than be the first onto something. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with that. And like, I mean, I also liked what you're saying about like, you know, scratching your own itch and building something for yourself because that's definitely powerful as well. Because I mean, a lot of people are kind of looking at like, you know, opportunities to jump on things, but really just look at what you want. And if it's not there, then build it for yourself. And then other people are definitely going to be like experiencing that same thing as you. So then they're going to be able to get value from it and it's going to build kind of together for yourself and for them kind of thing for sure. And I mean, well, look definitely at, look at, look at podcasting, right? Like how many podcasts yeah. are there? tons? So you're going to start your, you have your success Academy podcast. Amazing. You should use it as free consulting for yourself. Like ask yeah. questions of your guests, bring on guests that are interesting to you and then ask questions that you could yourself benefit from and you're getting free coaching and consulting and you're taking people along the journey with you. So that, that's how you become unique because you're asking questions that you care about and everybody sees your podcast through you know, the Tegan Adams lens and that's how you start to win. Where most people don't do that. Most people, they'll start a podcast and I get asked the same 20 questions over and over and over and over and over again and none of them are personal to the person. Those people are gonna lose. You gotta make it about what you love. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with that. Cause I mean, like, and that's kind of funny cause that's actually kind of part of the reason why I did start the podcast is to be able to really network with all these people and build all these connections. Cause it's definitely powerful to like look for opportunities that are out there to like, sort of, like you said, like learn for yourself and get that like free coaching, but then also to provide value to others as well and sort of build that up in that way as well. So that's definitely, definitely powerful to find kind of those win-win situations for sure. Um, but yeah, so I mean, uh, another question that I want to just ask you is just, um, cause you've definitely had a lot of success and you've built up your brand, your personal brand as well as like on YouTube and all that. Um, and you've built up that audience and the money that comes with it and all that. But I'm curious, what would you do if one day you lost it all? You lost all the money, the credibility, the connections, everything, except for the knowledge that you've gained. What would you do in 2018 to work your way back up? So I secretly hope that that happens. I love building. I, 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 if, if I didn't have a team and people who depended on me, like I would, I would crater my channel to zero just to start over again. Cause I love to build so much. Um, I would say like, look what I'm doing on Instagram. That's what, that's exactly what I'm doing on Instagram. Uh, over six years on Instagram, I mailed it in. I did nothing. I posted content. I didn't care about it. And I gained like 6,000 followers. Uh, now, the past couple months, I've been taking it more seriously and I'm building and I'm posting six times a day quality and I go live four times a week and we're doing IGTV, like we're getting involved. And just last month, we gained 11,000 followers and this wow. month we're on track for something even bigger, right? And so it's what I'm doing. It's like doing the work. If I went to zero and, and you know, my face was burned off and I had to move to a different country and change my voice. Like nobody knew who I was. That's, I would start all over again and I would love it. I think Instagram is the fastest way to grow right now. I think YouTube is the best way to build a brand long term. So it depends on what yeah. your priorities are. 
I will probably start on Instagram, try to build up enough so that I'm making some money. And then as soon as possible, transition to, to building a following on YouTube because that's where you're going to win long term. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely a lot of value there for sure for like building a brand. And also in terms of that, like how you were saying, like you just like building that up. And that's definitely, that's definitely like I would say one of the number one reasons why you succeeded is because you actually enjoy that. It's, you're not actually just in it for the end result. You're actually in it to like build something meaningful and to actually be in it for the journey and for the long run for sure. You have to enjoy the process. Like I love, I DM people back. I make, I love, I love Instagram because you can do video DMs. And because when you go live, why don't I go live four times a week on Instagram and only once on YouTube? Because on Instagram, you can bring people into your live session. Yeah. You, they can be joining from anywhere in the world and you have a video of somebody to help. And so I love that I can bring people in and, and I love the process. So there, yes, there are results like, hey, if I build an Instagram following of however many thousands or millions of people, will that get me deals? Will that make me more money? Yes. Awesome. But you have to love the building process of doing it. Yeah, for sure. You've definitely provided a lot of value on today's episode. And I mean, to kind of wrap up here, the way I usually end these things off is just with one final question. And that is, if you could share one message with everyone on earth in like, let's say 60 seconds, what would you say? Just make today count. Make today count. I, I, I go into every day trying to make something that I want my grandkids to see. Like I want my grandkids to listen to this podcast. I want to be proud of the results, the, the efforts sorry, that I put in today. If you approached every day that you wanted to make a count to create something that you want your grandkids to see, you won't get that result every day. Like maybe this podcast sucks. Maybe I didn't do a good job today. You know, maybe, maybe I fall on my face and I don't deliver. Awesome. But if that's your intention every day, if you go into every day saying, I need to make something today that I want to show my grandkids, I guarantee you, you will make some things and your life will look incredibly different one year from today compared to where you are right now. Definitely. That's so powerful for sure. And like I said, you've definitely provided a lot of value on today's episode. So I think people are definitely going to want to reach out. So why don't you just share where they can find you on Instagram, YouTube, whatever else it may be. I'm Evan Carmichael. Wherever people are hanging out, that's where I am. Awesome. Sounds great. Thanks again for being on the episode. And to the listeners, I'll see you again on the next episode.